So grab your VHS tapes, your Cheeto-flavored popcorn, and sit down, smoke them all. Cause that's right, kiddos, it's time for another edition of Reboot Madness. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Travis Aerosmith, and joining me is my co-host, Jesse Pena. We would like to thank everyone for joining us here on the show today. We would also like to enlist your help in having more people hear this podcast. If there's any way you could share this with your friends and family, like it, and review it five stars on any platform, all the help would be so great. And subscribe. So, Travis, you want to tell people what Reboot Madness is about? Well, this is your first time joining us. Reboot Madness is a game that me and Jesse have played for about 20 years now. It's where we take a movie from the past, and we reboot it with a fantasy cast that we would like to see not screw it up. And hopefully, with a slim chance in hell, capture that movie magic that made the original so good. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jesse, what movie are we rebooting this week? This week, we're rebooting Romancing the Sewn, made in 1984, starring Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, Danny DeVito, Zach Norman, Manuel Ojeda. All right, this is a big spoiler part. I'm going to pretty much explain the whole plot in case you've never seen the movie or it's been a long time and you forgot. So you've had over 30 years to watch this movie, so I... No complaining about spoilers. <laughs> All right, this movie starts out Joan Wilder is a romance novelist that has no excitement in her life. And one day she gets a phone call from her sister that's down in Columbia. Now, her sister and her brother-in-law were down there looking for a treasure map. And they mailed it back to Joan Wilder. Well, bad guys caught up to Joan's sister and kidnapped her and forcing Joan to bring down the map. So Matt, uh, so Joan goes down to Columbia, and she's kind of dealing with a middleman. That's Danny DeVito. His character's Ralph. He's kind of middleman between the good and the bad. But he's just trying to get paid, so he's kind of a dick anyways. So Joan gets down to Columbia, and she runs into some problems. Then she meets Michael Douglas's character, Jack, uh, Colton. Jack Colton. And she enlists his help to save her sister. Now... Throughout the rum, uh, the chaos and everything, because they're still trying to find her and steal the map from her. Just kill everyone. It'll be easier just to kill everyone. Michael Douglas, Jack, convinces her that the only way to get her sister back is for them to go find the stone at the end of the map. So they do it, grab it, bunch of action, love story, blah, 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 blah. You got the gist of it. Right. <laughs> that was actually pretty well, uh, well said. So I chose this movie because it's... It's one of those, it, it's a romantic adventure comedies, but it really leans towards the adventure and the comedy, mm -hmm. which I like. And it, it's an older movie, and no one really talks about it these days. Most people that we know don't even know this movie. Right. But I thought it would be good to reboot, remake, bring it up into modern times, and I'd like to change it in a little bit. Well, I think this is one of those movies, because I'm not a huge fan of the movie itself, but I think it has a room for improvement. Not saying that it's bad in what it is, but we could find the actors and really make something really good with this movie if they decided to option this for a reboot. Well, this movie is exactly what we talked about, Accidental Magic. Because, yeah. I mean, it's not really that good of a movie. It's really not. Uh, but... Uh, one thing that I like about it, like I was talking about earlier, it leans more towards the adventure and the action. 
this movie it, nowadays a romantic adventure, romantic comedy, it gets really mushy. It gets you know almost quin cringeworthy. Right. But this movie, it's subtle and it's nice, and it's you know, still genuinely funny. Yes, it it still sticks to the adventure Absolutely. and all Danny that. Danny DeVito is hilarious. Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner's chemistry on the set was obviously very good because it showed on the sh- on the scenes them working together so well. Oh yeah. And this Michael Douglas actually purchased this movie from the writer years before they actually made the movie. I'm not too sure if they couldn't find the right actors or no one would produce it, but he ended up stepping up and decided that he was going to star in it, but uh Originally, they were considering Christopher Reeves, Clint Eastwood, Jack Nicholson, Sylvester Stallone, or Paul Newman. Paul Newman said he wouldn't do it because it's too violent. And it's not that violent a movie. No, it's, it's got some shooting and some fighting, but I don't think it's yeah, if over the top. Nowadays, if he was still around to do action movies, he wouldn't be doing anything. No. <laughs> but uh, to play Joan Wilder was originally considered Deborah Winger. But at a lunch meeting between Michael Douglas and Deborah Winger, she bit him for some reason. So she lost out on there that. There's no information. On... I have no idea why she bit him. I don't. That's crazy. Or where she bit she him. She must well, have I'm thought not he was sure. tasty yeah. or something like that. That's that's crazy. Wow, to lose out on a job like that. You know what I mean? But maybe the movie's not as good as it is if Deborah Winger's in it. Right? Like we keep mentioning, accidental magic. Because yeah, Kathleen Turner is amazing. Yeah. So replacing her would be tough. Well, they had such success with Romancing the Stone that they went on to make the second movie, which was The Jewel of the Nile. Which, But that movie flopped so bad. It just shitty. Right. That movie wasn't very good either. Wow. But uh, <laughs> uh, they just completely wiped off the slate the third movie, which was Crimson, The Crimson Eagle. They just stopped production on it, or they just never yeah. started it? I'm pretty sure they just stopped production on it. Oh, wow. Yeah, they had the ball rolling and just said, nope, that's it. As most of our podcasts, we like to uh, smoke a little weed a with lot of weed. our show. Because, I mean, that's how we got into Reboot Madness to begin with. We were just getting really stoned on a back porch <clears throat> and started doing what-ifs. So, this week, we're smoking Fruit Loops at 19 point something percent. I, those... Last two numbers don't matter much. Point eleven percent says it does. Hey Travis, can I get that reboot trailer? Joan Wilder is a shut-in romance novelist. Joan. You really need to get out there. The man from your books won't just jump off the pages and magically appear. Maybe it's silly, but I just know there's someone out there for me. You're right. In fact, I see at least two Mr. Rights for me at the bar. Stop. I'm being serious. I believe in what I write. And that's why you're the number one romance author in the country. Until one day, destiny arrives by mail. Hello? Joan! Joan! Can you hear me? Elaine, this isn't a good time. Someone broke into my house. Joan! Listen to me, I'm in trouble. I need your help. I'm in real trouble. Elaine, what is it? What's wrong? My husband sent you a package. Did you get it? 
It arrived today. I have it right here. Good. Inside is a treasure map. I need you to bring it to me in Colombia. I can't go to Colombia. Joan, I've been kidnapped. If you don't bring me the map to Colombia, they're going to kill me. Set on a journey to save her sister, she enlists the help of a local. <laughs> Look here, lady. I'm not going to be your tour guide. In fact, the vehicle loaded with weed that's currently burning to the ground behind me was my meal ticket out of this godforsaken country. I grew it, I trimmed it, and all I had to do was make the delivery, buy my boat back, and sail the fuck away. But no, I had to stop and save a damsel in distress. I'll give you 30000 to help you. As you look to your left, you'll see what they call the coffee triangle. Forced into an adventure she had only written about. I'm gonna be honest with you, Joe. I know the people we're dealing with, and there's only one way that we're gonna be able to get your sister back alive. But how, Jack? We have to follow the map and retrieve the stone. How can I trust you won't steal it and go trade it for marijuana? First of all, I have my personal stash still. And frankly, babe, I'm all you got. With rogue missionaries nipping at their heels, Will Joan find the romance she so deeply yearns for, or the adventure she desperately craves? In Romancing the Stoner. So, for the reboot of this movie, we're going to change it up a little bit. Instead of just romancing the stone, it's going to be romancing the stoner. We're going to turn it into a stoner comedy. But still with a splash of romance. We're going to keep that in there. Still dig deep with the adventure. So, starting with the cast, I let, let's do the three we agreed on. And then we'll come back to the two people that me and Jesse disagreed on. Now, I'm hoping on the people we disagree on that... You, Everyone listening will put in the comment section who they think did it best, either Jesse or Travis, or maybe a combination of the people we chose, or maybe you think of someone else that could be better suited for these roles. Just write them in the comments. We'll see them, hopefully. <laughs> All right, so starting off on top was Danny DeVito. He played Ralph. We decided we're going to replace him with Jonah Hill. Jonah has the comedy chops to hold up to Danny DeVito. So I think that alone, he's perfect. I mean, and the body shape matches. He's definitely not a short. Well, and Jonah Hill's a pro. I think he can come in there and do Absolutely. all his scenes in two days and then get back to his drama performances that are going to get him that Absolute Oscar professional. one day. Absolutely. Yeah. The next person we chose was Zach Norman. He played Ira, the main bad guy, which we decided that we were going to go with Mark Boone Jr. Uh, some of you might not know who he is. He was in Sons of Anarchy. He played Fat Elvis. He's also in... I don't, Do you ever see his face in The Mandalorian? He's in The Mandalorian? I guess not. He, you can't see his face in that. <laughs> I do think you do. Oh, do you? Yeah, I think you do see his face. Just because his, his, his hair is just so iconic. And uh, I think his head's too big to fit into a helmet, so <laughs> it looks like it from the picture, at least. And for the bad guy's henchman, which was played by Manuel Ojeda, who was Zolo, and we chose Wagner Mora, which you can find him on Narco. He plays uh, 
It's the main guy. Pablo Escobar. Thank you. <laughs> it just completely slipped my mind for a second. And so let's roll back up in top. Michael Douglas. He played Jack Colton. And we decided to change it up a little bit. And I went with someone that's uh, kind of been doing a lot of stoner parts in movies. At least he smokes a lot on screen. Mm -hmm. So I went with Jake Johnson. Uh, you might have seen him in Tag. He played a stoner. Mm -hmm. uh, Let's Be Cops, He, which he smoked weed. He was on The, uh, the New Girl. The New Girl, which with... I'm sure he smoked weed in that. I, I mean, know, it, it's, sure it sounds like a trend. <laughs> uh, he, uh, most of the movies he's in, you see him smoking at least cigarettes. So I didn't think he would have a problem with lighting a joint up every right. now and then. And who'd you choose to replace Michael Douglas? I went with someone who was more in the in line with a, an actor like Michael Douglas, Chris Pine. I just think he would look really funny with bloodshot eyes. Nah, shit. That's, that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> well, he is a pretty boy, and he I, does pretty good with action movies. Yeah. He did good in the Star Trek movies for oh, dude, the most part. Really good. Um, yeah, that first movie was great. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Not expecting it to be any good at all, and it was just blew my mind how good it was and the second person that me and jesse disagree on is kathleen turner which played joan wilder i decided to go with someone that also has kind of a raspy voice and i chose natasha leone uh she has a tv show on netflix currently called russian dolls which is kind of a uh, groundhog day type movie but most people would probably remember from either Orange is the New Black or American Pie, right? All That's old school right there. Uh, Jesse, who did you choose to play Joan Wilder? I chose Margot Robbie. You might know her from movies such as Suicide Squad or the Harley Quinn movie. This is the second Suicide Squad. Is why, coming why don't soon. you? Why, why didn't you bring up something good she did? Uh, <laughs> Wolves of I, Wall I Street. Say, it's uh, just the most popular ones, and people would know which one it is. And. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, many other movies, uh, The Wolf of Wall Street with Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, which is a very good movie. You can't argue that one. That's a good movie. And I just think she, I don't know, she's a very good actress. I think she's she's very underrated for what she does. People just see her as a pretty face, and she is very, very talented. So that's our choices. Who do you think did it best this time, this episode, Jesse or Travis? Go ahead and write in the bottom. Remember, he chose Chris Pine and Margaret Robbie. I chose Jake Johnson and Tasha Leone. Uh, we want to thank everyone for listening. Please, everyone, subscribe, share, like, comment. Please, we we beg you almost help us out a little bit. Absolutely. Get us out there a we little bit. We need your bit. help. I think this is a fun game. I hope. Other hardcore movie people will join in with us, please. We'd also like to thank Kelly Ellis and Christina Walters for helping us make the reboot trailer for this episode. See you next episode. All right, Bob, that wraps it up. Roll credits. Let's get out of here. Good job, everyone. Good job. We hope you enjoyed this World 7 production.